Hey everyone, Simon here. This is a little bit of a different High Flyers episode this week. Tessa and I did a Girl Meets World episode of our Boy Meets World podcast and we went on a massive tangent for about 40 minutes about some sort of antisocial behaviours and things we learnt from uh, our teenage years and, you know, the ups and downs of the human experience that hopefully people can relate to and enjoy. But as we found out from our own viewing not many people watched or potentially were fans of the Girl Meets World show. So taking that into consideration, we thought it's possible that not many people will listen to that Girl Meets World podcast episode. So we just edited this section out to put it as like a high flyers episode. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoy it if you've already listened to the Girl Meets World episode then you've already heard it appreciate everyone's support thank you for listening there are some difficult topics uh, in this episode so if you want to if you want to reach out to talk about anything or anything that we can do whether that just be you know a listening ear then we're here to do that so thank you i hope you have a great day and thank you for your support and for listening the the kid that plays the love interest for Riley, he's from like Texas, or they give him shit about whatever. Yeah. Basically, being like a redneck or whatever is that? Wait, is that derogatory? Is the term oh. redneck derogatory? I don't know if it's made any official. Like we can't say this anymore. List, but it sounds like it is. Okay. Yes. It does. I Do mean, you know what I mean? I like s- it's. It's the same way that they called Sean like trailer trash, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's well, di- I say this know. because there's this. Um... Oh, God, people are going to be in the comments about this. There's there's this uh, comedy tour, stand up comedy tour called the Blue Collar Comedy Tour that was in like the early two thousands, and it's these like four stand up comedians. And they're very famous, but like in America, it's kind of contained to America. And their whole thing was that they were like from the South and they would call themselves rednecks. And they even had jokes like they had like one liners. So one of the guys called Jeff Foxworthy, who's like, I think there's some stat that he like sold more comedy albums, you know, like actual CD albums than Richard Pryor, like something crazy like that, you know, like really but in America only, really. But he had this whole thing where it's like, they're one-liners. They said, like, if you've ever stared at a carton of orange juice because it said concentrate, you might be a redneck. Or if your working TV sits on top of your non-working TV, <laughs> you might be a redneck. If you If you go to work without a shirt on, and so does your husband, you might be a redneck. You know, these these kind of things. And... So he's kind of, I'd always got the impression that it's sort of a a tongue-in-cheek thing, but I don't know if someone would be super offended by that term. I think, I don't know. Take, I think he get, probably gets away with it because, like you said, he's from the South. Like, I, I feel like if you're from, like, you can take the piss out of, like, where you're at and above, can't you, with comedy? Mm-hmm. You can't punch down. Yeah, no punching So if you actually, yeah. if you grew up in a trailer and you've got wild trailer park <laughs> stories, you can take the piss out of 
living in a trailer and the people that live in the trailer park. Because mm-hmm. you're taking the piss out of yourself, aren't you? Like, you you know? Yeah. So, so he might get away with it. But if you say, like, this was big, even, like, early noughties was still, like, that's worlds away from where we are now, isn't it? Like, For ch- sure. Like, like, over here we have chavs, don't we? Yeah. It's a, Brit- a British thing, a chav. It's a kid, usually lives on a council estate, wears a tracksuit, goes out committing antisocial behaviour type crimes. Mm-hmm. And chav... It stood for council house and violent, which is that really what that stands for? Yeah, so obviously that feeds into the negative narrative that everyone that grew up in a council house is violent. I've never known that, but it was a re- and it was a really common phrase, wasn't it? You were a chav, and people would label mm-hmm. themselves chavs because they mm-hmm. lived a certain kind of lifestyle and they went out in a tracksuit and they all had the little boy racer cars and they all drank cider in the park on a Friday and we're chavs, so we kind of. Mm-hmm. speak speak like we're all in gang gangs mm-hmm. and we're not at all like mm-hmm. um but it's become like a bit of a derogatory then it started being used as a weapon against you know people that live in social housing so mm-hmm. it's not really acceptable terminology i mean you did pretty much just describe my later teen years right? <laughs> i can't i can't lie well, we but in our day I don't know if this was the same, you know, in your in your neck of the woods. Which, <laughs> Down here in the old countryside. Yeah, out there in the sticks. Is that um, <laughs> we had townies. Yeah, we uh, had townies. And gribos. It was townies and gribos. Or like rude boys and grunges. Which oh, is we didn't have rude boys. That's too, that's too like, um, that's too city. We had townies. Because the chavs was a little bit after our teenage years, I think the chavs yeah. started. So we had townies, but we didn't call anyone else gribos. And like emo wasn't a thing yet. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you were into, I don't know, like your Linkin Park or your Limp Bizkit or you're like you were mm-hmm. heading in that direction, like you would. Yeah. Like really, I was an emo. Like I wore lots of eyeliner and I wore a studded mm-hmm. dog collar and fishnet tights and I cried in my bedroom a lot. But you wouldn't, it, that wasn't a thing. I didn't know that that was a thing. And I don't know whether maybe that's because the internet co- helps coin those kind of phrases and things. But we didn't have mm-hmm. Grebo. I don't. What about grunger? No. I mean, I knew what that... grunge is like a genre, it's like a genre of music in it, grunge, or like you dress grunge, but it wasn't used as a a word to call a group of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know like, what it my... was. <laughs> Just a freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? my... you're, main, you're mainstream bordering on townie or you're just an other kind you're... of down here yeah right you're just uh it's on in the, the wind in the shadows or in my school or in like my world it was so divided and in in year nine so we're in year nine here we're like what 13 going on 14 yeah. i really got into limp biscuit and Linkin Park, like their first albums, I really liked it. And I had oh, about nine so about nine months of being like Garibo, trying to skateboard and whatever. Nine months at that age feels like a long time. That's a long and time. Then, like you have a you have a boyfriend for three weeks and that's a big deal. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. time time feels so much uh slower in those t- it's not slower, but it's because things change so much that so when we're older like I like I've been working my same job for like seven years. You know, I've been working my current job 
longer than I was in secondary school. Yeah, you, you know, we're have, in sec. You have many weeks that are just the same. You do the same yes. thing, but when you're a kid, you, it's yeah, it's different, different all, stuff the time. all the time. And you're, it's, you know, it's puberty as well. Like you yourself are physically constantly evolving. Yeah, it's, it's new teachers. It's new. Oh, you moved into a different group. It's a new learning new languages. Just everything's new, isn't it? Like your social circle changes. Kids come and go. Yeah, exactly. And, and but I then got into like garage music. Um, you know, I I did oxide neutrino, so solid. All of these things. I mean, they are like they are absolute bangers. But I only really the ones that made like the main chart I would have heard of, and I, besides that, I've no. I I got into the Link Linkin Park was my gateway band as well. Mm-hmm. And my friend's boyfriend copied me a CD. Um, hybrid he, theory. He'd even like photocopied the album cover. The cover was it? Hybrid theory. The first it was hybrid one. theory. Yeah, yeah. It's um, classic. I've still, so I've still got that CD, like with the fake case and the. Oh, that's dope. Um, so that's how that got started. But in it, I didn't ever leave it. Really. Well. Well, one day I came to school and I had um, shaven lines in my eyebrows. And of this course. was like a, this was sort of a way of letting people know I'm on the rude boy side now. And some, <laughs> and a guy actually came up to me and I'll never forget. I remember teenage Simon lived in the shadows, right? Like no, I wasn't acknowledged by people or whatever. And this yeah. guy that was like quite popular just walked past me once and went, Simon, I didn't know that you were a rude boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I've been noticed. I am. I'm one of them now. I think people say to you, oh, I didn't know you were a rude boy. It means that neither of you were anywhere near being a rude boy. No, oh, yeah. Do. do you know what I mean? Like true. If you're a true member of any sort of subculture. You don't say it. You don't even say it to each other, do you? Like no one said. You wouldn't have said to someone, "You are so emo." Do you? Yeah. You don't. You're just there. You're existing, and this is who we are. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, Especially because it's not like it's not like you're an inner city kid, is it? It's not. Do you know what I mean? No, you? I mean I. We grew up in the countryside. I mean, we're yeah. in the countryside. We're in a countryside that has a train that goes into London. Yes. But well, I, I using consider it, it like leafy you know? suburbs. Oh, your sound's gone again. I can't hear but you. But I can see you. Can you hear me? You can't hear me either. Well, while we're waiting for Tessa to come back, I'm we back. we get oh she's I'm back. back. I, so this yeah, is, you've, we've explained to people that I live in the sticks. This is what happens. <laughs> the the sound goes. There's one sometimes. cable that runs all the way down to Somerset. And we all kind of have to share the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got one mo- one modem, and we're all like, <laughs> "What?" But this is the thing, right? Is that because we live in the countryside and grew up in like villages, we would just we would just roam the streets of the village when we were before we had cars, and um, it would have been like if I'd seen myself, and I I'd, I've see I've got seen pictures. From you know, like it's rare to get pictures from when we were that yeah. age because people didn't have camera phones and whatever. But I've seen a couple like grainy pictures, and if I had now, if I was walking 
through some garages or around a little alley or whatever and saw myself with my friends, I would be scared. Like, and I don't mean that because, like, oh, I was scary or anything, but because we spent our time hoods up, you know, like Parker jackets, all wearing, like, you know, like, quote-unquote rude boy type stuff, and we'd just hang out as a group of, like, eight or ten of us in like back streets or villages and things, just smoking weed and and doing antisocial things, like just doing stupid stuff. Um, but it's horrible because my biggest fear, or one of my biggest fears, is I hate that. Like I hate walking, I walking past kids that are that kind of age because they're reckless, yeah. you know. And, uh, like, I'm not that I've never had any issues or anything. I live in an incredible, especially now, where I live now, is incredibly safe. Like, I walk out with Luna at, like, two in the morning to take her to the, you know, the grass. And it's pitch black and I feel incredibly safe. But uh, there's some, there's the fear of being beaten up by a teenager. Do you know what I mean? That's But that's because you've been fed the Chav narrative, haven't you? You've mm. been fed the, like all kids that wear tracksuits are out and about and they're they're there to terrorise you. Right. And they're not, really. And we were never aggressive or violent. We were nice kids, you know, but we were just bored. We were just bored. Yeah. I had some kids um, a couple of years ago. They were out in the street and there was a group of, like, 30 of them. That's Mm -hmm. quite intense. That's very intense. And, like, in my town, would I go out on my own at 10 o'clock at night and feel completely safe? No. Partly because I'm a woman, so I'm naturally trained to never feel safe. Um, <laughs> That's so sad. Like, like I, have yes. to, I have to just be on guard at all times. Um, but partly just because of where I live. But this, they were like a group of like 30 kids and they it was around Halloween and they were like smashing the pumpkins on people's doorsteps. You know, like mm-hmm. kids have made those like... So I opened the door and was like, I think I shouted, like, can you fucking not? Like, can you not? Like, I don't hang out all you want. You're a little bit noisy. I'll turn the telly up. But can you not, like, smash shit kids? I think I shouted, like, my kid's been ages making that. Like, thinking I've got to explain to her in the morning why her pumpkin's, like, paced on the ground. That's horrible. What did they say? They came back later on and threw a fucking firework at my house. Is what they did. Jesus Christ. Oh my god! So I had to proper like ring the police. Like these kids, they throw a fucking. And I didn't know. I, I didn't know it was a firework at the time. I don't think. I. Ju- it was just. I was looking out the window and it hit the windowsill. Just oh, this fuck. thing on fire. It could have been like a glass bottle. It could have been like a fucking Molotov cocktail. So I was like, oh my god! And I've. And it's funny. Cause I, I've worked with teenagers. Like I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't frightened of them when I went on the doorstep and said, "Like, can you not?" Like I wasn't thinking there'll be repercussions to this yeah that's horrible i'm more just thinking now that you know like you have a kid like as well like my my husband wasn't home like she was asleep upstairs in bed and i thought what if that had come through the fucking window my house is on fire like what like i mean i would have got her out but can you imagine like what the fuck but so what happened well the the police the police came and were like what did they look like and i was like well the street was filled with smoke but they were like 30 kids in hoodies. Oh, well, we can't find anyone with that description. I was like, well, how many groups of 30 children are walking around in one go? It's like all the kids have child all together. Yeah, um, is that not all of the kids <laughs> yeah. where you live? But 
the school, like, word got round, I'm guessing, because it was probably on Snapchat, look how hilarious it is, us throwing a firework at a house, and the school knew who they were. Oh. And I wasn't home. My husband was here, like, the, the next day, a couple of days later, and, like, they made some of the kids come and knock on the door with a bunch of flowers for me. Oh, good. Like, where they felt bad, and they were, like, they missed out on some football thing they are going to be doing, and, like... I don't think it was all of them. I don't think it was the kid that actually launched the firework. But some kids in the group were obviously like, we got swept up in this mob mentality and we actually feel bad about it. Well, that's good. Or, and I think that's always the case. Like, if you can get a kid on their own, out yeah. just on a one-on-one conversation, you can always just, like, get get through to them. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, we did we did some stupid shit. We didn't do anything like, no. like that. You Can know, you imagine like, if they bur- and they wouldn't have intended. It. it was just a frightened. Like, look how funny this is. This firework thing, and it was that time of year. Like, they're on sale. Like, they're not that hard to get hold of. Like, but like, I, I don't think they would have even. You don't think ahead as a teenager. You're just thinking how no. funny the very thing that you're doing right now is. Without yeah. thinking, if I burnt the house down, I would have gone to a young offenders. Yeah, that is, well, it's like, like you could have killed someone. Yeah. They I mean, don't, the you way, just don't I, think that far ahead, do you? With any shit you do, like we used no. to throw, like we'd finish our bottles of alcohol and then throw the glass bottles at trees, hoping they'd break. In an mm-hmm. area where, like, people walk their dogs, there was like a little pitch and putt thing. And now mm-hmm. I would, I, I like me and my kid go out litter picking now because I can't fucking stand it. Like I never would, but I never would have thought, like, what if a dog <laughs> trod on this or a kid? And oh, I felt yeah. really bad about it, like, because you well, just I've, don't. You're just thinking well, about the very thing you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had um, Luna's split her pore open on like a piece of glass, and she had to have um, like go under general anaesthetic to have it like stitched up. Um, so it's like, yeah, glass on the floor really pisses me off for that reason. But um, yeah, I mean, we did stupid shit like we like egged houses and things uh, on Halloween, and. Uh, you know, that's not cool because if someone egged my house, I'd be pissed because you got to clean that shit off. But also, like, what the fuck? So, but you but don't, the, but you're not the time, thinking. Though, the fun of throwing an egg and watching it break on something, that's so satisfying. Like, I'd enjoy that now. Like, right. throwing a glass bottle and hearing it smash, incredibly satisfying. What yes. we need is just places, you know, you can go to, like, an archery range, but just yeah. throw what With you want. eggs. Yeah, Can you imagine I mean, vegan, the, like, how vegans would hate it. It's a vegan nightmare. I was just swing by the egg oh, range. Oh, the sound's gone again. I thought you, I think you would have laughed at that vegan joke. She'll be back. She'll be back. She's taking a sip of Pepsi Max from a straw. And she's back. I'm back. What's really, what's really good is that you're not speaking when that goes, and I'm continuing to give commentary on what you're doing. So yeah, but you could have slagged me off in those few seconds. And I wouldn't know until I hear it back. I I wouldn't do that. I I was saying that throwing eggs at some sort of range would be great, but it'd be like a vegan nightmare. Yeah, the vegans chickens. might they might protest it, but no, you're right. You don't think about it at all. Um, and littering. So this happened yesterday. I was walking. I was walking Luna. And I was in this, like, we live very blessed. We live very close to, like, just open fields and forest. And there's, like, a river that Luna likes going in and whatever. It's, like, beautiful. And so I'm over there 
Luna's in the river. Just she literally gets in the. There's this bit where it's like a little sort of cove, and she just gets in and stands there, and then like the water comes up to like sort of just beneath her her uh, like mouth, and then she just looks at me. And we just stand there for a few minutes. And then I'm like, are you good? Yep. Okay, off we go. And I was doing that. And there's these two kids that had come through. And I'm guessing a lot of kids are going to this. There's a little bridge over this river. And I guess a lot of kids are going here and like just smoking weed and whatever. Because there's actually like a little sign there now saying, warning, police, monitor this area. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. And I see these two kids, they're probably like 14, something like that. If I was to label them, they would have been in the towny rude boy, you know. They were wearing the tracksuits and whatever. And they're both drinking LucasAid Sport, like, plastic bottle drinks, right? And as they're walking off, I need to go that way too. And I'm thinking, I bet they're going to, they're going to finish them drinks and just throw them on the floor, you know, in in the in the woods. And that really pissed me off because I go here every day and it's like immaculate. So don't just don't do it. I think if I see them do it, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to go to them and go, hey, you dropped this, you fuck. Like, I wouldn't say the fuck bit, but I would just be like, hey, you dropped this, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I lose them. They like go on and I'm I'm thinking this in my head and, you know, I think it's not going to happen. I get around the corner and there's a bottle on the floor and I look up and one of them, their hands are empty. They don't have it. So they blatantly just threw it on the floor. And I'm like, this is my chance. I was like, shall I pick it up? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what if I pick it up and give it to him and say, hey, you dropped this. And he's just like, fuck off. And then I say something like, you take this or I'm going to smack you in the face with it. And then I think, fuck, and now I have to throw down and I'm having a fight with a 14-year-old. What if he wins? What if he beats me up and my dog's watching? What if what someone drives... there watching. And then every time you look at her in the eyes, you know that she's like, you're pathetic. You got beat up by Blazing Squad. And then so <laughs> I... I... As this is all going on, I've spent too long thinking about it. He's gone. But and the, and the other thing was, I thought I didn't actually see him drop it. So I was like, well, because I didn't see him do it. What if I go and accuse him of it and he didn't actually do it? There it is in his other hand. Something. Like, and you just right. oh, there's a magic third bottle I've touched and it's actually full of urine. <laughs> Uh, and I had it, I had Ethne's head in my mind because I, as the older I'm getting, the more jaded I'm becoming to all of humanity. Like yep. I walk down the street and I'm like, don't want people looking at me or near me. I don't know mm-hmm. when this happened, but I, I had her in my head saying, you know, give, believe in the good of people, like benefit of the doubt that, you know, not people aren't all evil. Um, so I thought, okay. So is this, I've done the right thing. I've not done it. If I'd seen him drop it, I've there. I feel like I've got the right to say, "Hey, you drop this. Go put it in the bin." Yeah. But so then, Ethany said, "Okay, so but did you pick up the bottle?" And I was like, "No, I didn't pick that up. I don't know where." Because <laughs> I got OCD, and I was yeah, like, "I would have done it for a, the moment." You need a litter picker. When me and the kid go, we've got like long grabby stick things. Well, you she said I should have. I should have used Luna's poo bag to pick it yes. up. Yes. So, hindsight. At least you got your poo bags, because I swear to God, the amount of dog shit everywhere, right? The next person that I see not pick up a dog shit will get, like, all years and years of pent-up rage of never actually catching anyone in the act, so I can't say anything. That one person mm-hmm. will get it all. Would they you pick have a up head. the, the head just... say you... 
you dropped this. You didn't pick this up. Yeah, like I've, I mean, you never catch anyone doing it, do you? It's the five AM walkers. I'm not getting up especially early to catch them. But the next first person I see catch them, just just it's all just going to come pouring out of me like lava. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. though, I mean, are you familiar with the stick and flick rule? Are you going to come up with an excuse why at a time when it's okay to live dog shit? Because you will not convince me. There's never a time. I don't care okay. where you left it. But what if you're in the middle of like the woods, right? And you know the expression "bear shit in the woods." Yeah, but the kids walk in sometimes. the woods. Kids walk in the woods. Yeah, Foragers no, like right. to walk in the woods. I don't. What want are you they foraging with... for? Black... I go. Me and the kid go blackberry picking. I trod in dog shit, Simon. <laughs> I had to stand in the street. That's not my kid stood there. You know you said about you be embarrassed with beating up in front of your dog. No one wants to be stood in the stream trying to get dog shit off their shoe in front of their kid. No one. That was my life. I actually took pictures of all the shit that we saw on that walk and posted them on the local Facebook page. That's where I'm at. I'm like a 60-year-old woman now moaning about things on the local Facebook page. But that's how cross I was. I took photos of every shit I saw. After I got home that day with a wet shoe. Oh, God. Even if you're in the woods... No, if you okay. got a poo bag, I don't care. If you've got a sock on, use your sock. <laughs> use your bare fucking hand. Walk home and then wash it. Fair. No, no, I agree. I agree. And I will remember that. Next time future. you stick and flick, think about me, blackberry picking. Shit on the shoe. <laughs> the kids stood there watching me in the stream. Think You think on that. No, no that's fair. That's fair. That's, that's a hard fair. day. <laughs> Sorry for bringing it back up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, to the original point, kids do stupid things and do get swept up in it. And I think, and we've said this before loads of times, that there are literally the frontal lobe of your brain hasn't developed yet to sort of reflect on actions and things. And that's why we all go through this like crisis in our 20s of like, oh my God, what did I do for the last 15 years of my life? Or, uh, well, some I did. I don't know if everyone does, but... Hopefully you get it worked out by the time you're... When? When do we work it out? I don't know. It's 25 when your frontal lobe is fully grown, which I've learned from watching murder documentaries. Yeah. Um, Around that time, yeah, like your mid-20s. Yeah. So are you... When do you become, like, the grown-ups? Well, I think... We're the grown-ups in the room, but I'm not... I, I always think there needs to be someone more senior everywhere than me because I can't definitely definitely it worries me this is this is the thing at work is you that... run your own company like you can't there's no who do you turn to where's your grown-up that's actually in charge i do i do have one like as in do i have, like have a mentor yeah well i have a so i have we have we have to have what's called a registered manager which is someone that's uh what's the word uh accountable to the cq to the cqc and the cqc is like our regulator they're like the ofsted of care so to speak Mm -hmm. and um sorry if you already know this and i'm telling telling you to suck eggs but the um i understand that expression i would need to be taught how to suck an egg whole Whole Why? Egg? It sounds like it, a terrible idea. What if it has cracks? Has it got a shell on it? Is it hard boiled? Am I sucking the egg out of the 
shell or is it am i sucking a whole egg like a gobstopper so i actually do need to be taught how to suck eggs answers on a postcard this, see, this is why you need the grown-up ask your person next time your registered manager mm-hmm. well he he's the grown-up and he's older like he's like maybe in his late 50s yeah, um, perfect so perfect. yeah he's he's good and that's literally like employed him for that reason yeah. but so, yeah the accountability and the responsibilities always lies with me and that's part of like my mum uh had been had drilled it into me when cuz my mum used to be the registered manager this is like my i brought my mum in to do that role and uh she doesn't do it anymore she's back to teaching now but she drilled it into me that if anything goes wrong i'm the one that's going to prison and like this was like the catchphrase it was like yeah, we we. If you don't want to do that policy, we won't write that policy. But you're the one that will go to prison. Okay, let's do the policy. That's what you need, though. You need that grown up to say that to you to make you do the things that you need to get done. Yeah, and it yeah. means your business is the best that it could possibly be. It's the safest it could be, compliant, all that shit. Yes, but sorry, we, I've I've drifted off. Wait, the the frontal lobe thing. Do you also think it may be? I don't know, like, why Why does it develop at that point? Because I think there's... I wonder if it developed earlier, whether things would be harder. And I mean that, I'm trying to think of... Um, so this is a bit of a dark turn, but the when we were just... I know I was just saying about, you're the one that goes to prison. So I've spoken about this very briefly on the podcast, not really in depth, but there was a moment, a moment of my life where when I had this car accident and thankfully everything was okay. um, But there was a moment where I had to be sat down at 17 years old and be told if some, if someone that one of the passengers that was in my car, who was in a, in a bad state, um recovered thankfully but at this point didn't know they're like if the worst happened that you could be charged with uh death by dangerous driving and could face ten, up to 10 years in prison yeah. and i got told that at 17 sat down with my parents in the room obviously it doesn't matter when you got someone's you know life on the line but um and again, thankfully, it was all it was all okay, and you know, not, none of that happened, etc., etc., etc. But that is a lot of weight to have. Like it broke me. At, yeah. I was broken at the time and yeah. broken for a while, but I didn't really process it even properly until maybe a couple years ago. And that's not even a joke. Like I spoke to uh, the guy the the passenger we had like an hour long phone call after not speaking for like 15 years or however long it had been uh which was really healthy and etc 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 but i'm thinking if like my mind now then obviously i wouldn't have been in that position anyway uh but if i had been able to reflect and work i think it could have been even worse yeah but then at the same time you wouldn't be doing dumb shit like that. I don't know. Like, why is it that it doesn't... Did I just take this on a really dark path? No, 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 you didn't. I appreciate you sharing. Well, because I know you say you wouldn't find yourself 
in the same situation and maybe things might not have transpired exactly the same way but it's quite easy to shit I've caused something terrible and now now that I think we can agree that both of us are chronic overthinkers like (laughs) we would actually have just driven ourselves into insanity and I'm not exaggerating when I say insanity like Mm -hmm. I, I like I I I feel guilt and sit and reflect for hours over saying a joke that didn't land very well and I'm worried I've upset someone. Like, so Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being like, oh, someone might die. The blame can be laid with me. I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. the guilt of that. And then I might have to live in a prison. Like, Mm -hmm. I would actually just... I mean, my insanity defence would be lined up because before the trial, I would have already... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have... Yeah. So I know what you're saying. When we're young, perhaps things... I mean, huge things happen and they still impact you at the time. But you're less... I think you feel like you have less to lose as well. Like, if it happened now, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm a parent. I'm a spouse. I've got a house. You know, Mm -hmm. all all these other things as well. Whereas you're kind of young and reckless when you're 17 because you think, all I'm living for is this moment. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saving for anything. I'm not working towards anything. I'm not building a family, or you're just fucking about. Um, but then, on the other hand, you could say that you were going through something that seventeen-year-olds just aren't equipped to deal with. So, if you had faced a trial, like you wouldn't, f- when you when you got in the car. I mean, I don't know the circumstances. I'm not expecting you to go into it now. But let's let's pretend, for example, that you would like you were really recklessly driving, like you mm-hmm. would you wouldn't have comprehended when you did that that these could have been the consequences because you don't think that far ahead. Whereas an adult now, mm-hmm. you're really like, oh my God, I've got a brake light out, I better get that sorted. Or, you you know, you're really like, you make sure your car's safe, your kid's in a car seat, you're driving at the speed limit. You you know, like you really take care of that shit. Well, you don't do that when you're young. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's a frontal lobe thing. Like you don't think of any forward planning. For sure. So and, then, of and, course, you're not equipped to deal with any consequences either. Like, if someone said to you when you're 17 or you might go to prison, you don't even really fully know what that would mean either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've actually only... I feel like I think I've only actually said that out loud to maybe, apart from, like, family, I've probably only said it, like, maybe... That might be, like, the fourth time in my life that I've even said it out loud after the moment of it happening because... I mean, obviously, it didn't happen, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't ever want it to be thought of as a, I don't know what the words are. I'd like to, uh, you know, like as if it's anything cool or anything or anything yeah. like, a, ooh, like that almost happened or ooh, ooh that like it's like. No, but it, it's very, it it's like, very obvious that you're not coming at it from that angle. No, I I think it's more like, um, I don't know, like it's, I mean, it's easy, it's the worst thing that ever happened in my life, like it's the worst thing, and uh, I mean, it's it's also a mixture of, and these aren't excuses, but just more the reality of it, it was was a mixture of all kinds of things, you know, angst and anger like misplaced anger and all kinds of things uh from that time of my life i was incredibly lucky but i often think about how it must have broken my parents well i know it did like i i'll never forget the look on my on like my my mum's face when 
she came to the hospital and I had, uh, well, we were all really messed up, but I had like, you know, oxygen mask on and like all the neck braces and everything. And uh, she just like broke down like in the, uh, and I could, in the hallway or the lobby or whatever, as I was being wheeled through and I couldn't tell her that I was okay because I had the stuff yeah. on. I was trying to tell her, I mean, I wasn't okay, but I was trying to tell her that I'm not like, crazy badly injured you know i had like some cracked ribs or whatever and i don't know but it wasn't like it wasn't like the other passengers you know that again i have to reiterate you know i'm very lucky that you know everyone was okay but it's um i i didn't i guess what my point my point is is that when it all was okay and like i had sort of uh you know spoke with everyone afterwards and recovered and everyone recovered and i got um i did get charged with uh driving without due care and attention which was more than fair um and had like a 90 day ban didn't even get points got a 90 day ban and i had to pay 200 200 pound fine because i damaged a tree but the um oh my <laughs> which... god so the fine was not for the kids for the tree no no, yeah, I mean, I think the the passengers got paid out from insurance yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. but um, but but yeah, and the I guess the um, but when we left, because we then moved from Cornwall and left to come come back to Hertfordshire, it was like I will never think about this again. Like I can't yeah. think about it because it's so painful. And then I basically didn't for like 15 years and like yeah. like like as in i knew it happened and you know i'd spoken obviously to Ethany about it and stuff and explained it but i never really allowed myself to think about it and then when we got to and this is to round back to the frontal lobe stuff is that when i think your frontal lobe develops but then do you have actual time when you're in your mid-20s or whatever to unpack all of this stuff that you're starting to reflect upon and go through it and I don't think you do because at that point you're in your career, you're working, you're doing whatever, you've got kids, you know, some people do or whatever's going on. And so when it got to lockdown and everything stopped and everything and you can't work, you can't go out, you can't do whatever and you're forced to be with yourself. Um, and I know it's not just me. So many people then went through hard mental health times because i think you're then forced to look at yourself and go through everything and that's what happened to me is i ended up unpacking and going through like i didn't mean to it just kept coming up and coming up and coming up and i had to then work through it work through it and then i was finding myself reaching out to people like reaching out uh to you know one of the passengers and stuff and having we had a really good conversation i mean it was very it's like very odd but like i think cathartic hopefully for both of us i hope you know and um i'd spoken to the other passenger previously anyway like you know it was like a, a but with so many different things and i think it's taken me the best part of about two and a half years to get through it all and um so now I'm hoping that I can just move forward but like with life and not live in the past because it's also dangerous to live constantly looking backwards because yeah. you're missing out on your current, you know, because you spend the whole time thinking about things that have happened. So it's like you've got to... So this, in closing, I feel like you have to take accountability, responsibility, atone, 
make your amends if you can like amend in ways even if it's not directly to people but just in that in the world in the atmosphere putting positive energy out to, to balance it you have to learn from it grow from it and then move on and you have to let it go and that is the hardest part i think is the letting it go there's a lot sorry for sure Don't the know. hardest part of letting go that was beautiful that was a feeny moment we just had there <laughs> That was a feeling moment. Thank you. Oh, God. But yes, you're right, yeah. And a lot, it takes, we we pack things away when we don't want to deal with them mentally. That's what we do. And that's what you did. It was painful. You didn't want to deal with it. You'd moved away. You thought, this is, I can be done with this quite easily. I'll just pack this in this little box. But the effort of trying to keep the box shut, then, like you say, it stops you living in the present and it stops you doing anything else because it's always there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of people did a lot of, growing and evolving and stuff didn't they during lockdown they had to like you say they had to just kind of sit with themselves and for sure the, like for the sure. world went silent didn't it and all you had was yourself like yeah I, but but once you get through it and if you can be with yourself like now i mean like i, I enjoy time on my own like walking luna is like one of my favorite things to do and i often i try and do it about listening i a lot of the time I want to listen to podcasts, um, but a lot of the time I won't listen to anything and it's, and it's nice. And it's the, the, one of the other things I discovered through lockdown is the power of looking up. And this is like my best advice. Have I said it before? No, but I, no. I'm waiting for what you're going to say. Cause I think I'm just going to really agree with it. Okay, well, it's the power goes, of... <gasps> Me too, but finish what you're going to say just in case you go off somewhere different. I'm like, oh, no, that's not the one. <laughs> well, I think it's the power of looking up, meaning that I like looking at the top of trees because we don't often do it. Like, we're, we're usually either looking down or looking straight. But if you look up and you look at the top of trees and you're seeing them moving in the wind it's really surreal of, like, wow, like, look at this. Look at where I am. Look at where I am in this moment right now and uh the fact that it makes you feel very insignificant but in a beautiful way in that i am just a being here right now i'm like an animal that's on this planet right now and i could be gone tomorrow i could be gone in 50 years from now who knows but i'm here right now and there's birds in the trees and things are moving and it sort of makes you feel grateful and present like to be here right now and so whenever I'm trying to track, while I'm trading off, I try and complete the thought of, well, remember I learned this or remember you did this or did that. So it's over and then try and look up and try and be present. Um, and we actually named our son after that um, because I came home once and told that to Ephany and she really liked it. Um, and then we wanted to name our son after it so that we could try and be present with him you know when he came and that's and that's where his name came from what's so. that do, do you see my instagram stories this week i do it quite a lot where i just i just post pictures of the sky and i'm like can you all just fucking appreciate this please and sometimes i think <laughs> is everyone else just like is she had has she had a joint and she's just sat there like <laughs> mellow and chill and just enjoy like and trees i fucking love trees i've actually got like a top mm -hmm. list of my favorite trees like <laughs> Let's hit. Let's hear it. What's what are they? It's, they're not types. They're specific trees that exist on the planet. <laughs> okay. 
said it. The, the, the top one, my nan and granddad, my granddad planted a poplar tree. A poplar tree is like a really tall, thin one, right? They get really high. And he planted it in like, I think the mid 60s, mid to late 60s. And it had, he put like a birdhouse on it quite high up. And now obviously it's like, it's just absolutely enormous. Like you can see it like all around the town. Like I've lived in houses, like not really near them, but I could see the tree from my window. That's so cool. that's my favourite tree in the whole that's world. That's awesome. That's really cool. If anyone ever buys that house in the future, they're going to cut that tree down. I will chain myself to that fucking tree. If it's over a certain height, I think uh, you have to get planning permission, or, yeah. it, or you yeah. can't. So like I will, I will absolutely like not let them cut that tree down. Oh no, the sound's gone again. It's okay. Tessa knows to stay quiet. She looks so upset. She was on such a good hype about the trees. Be sure to bring that tree energy back. Oh, tree she's energy. back. Tree energy. But yes, I look I look up at the sky quite a bit. And I do just, it just does make you feel like, it makes you feel small and insignificant, but part of something at the same time. Yes. And my favourite time is like dusk. It's my favourite time of day. And if I go out walking, I and one of the other reasons I love it is that people started to put their lights on in their homes, but not shut their curtains. Okay. And not in a peeping Tom way, but in like a... I don't, I don't even really need to see the people in the rooms. I just need to get a vibe of the house, right? And I walk through an area that's like suburbia. And during the day, it makes me feel uncomfortable because it's a little bit too like... We clean our cars every week and we mow our lawn and it's just a bit nice and I don't like it. But nighttime mm-hmm. it's different. And I... I think to myself, there's like people, like there's a whole universe or sort of more than one universe in every house that I walk by. Mm-hmm. Isn't there? Like your world is your universe. In these houses, there's like, there might be five universes in one house and they're all different. Mm-hmm. And I walk past, and I just think someone in that house could be dying right now or someone could be giving birth or someone could be like, in every house. Mm-hmm. So I just walk along, I'm looking at the sky, there's the moon, like what? Yeah because no, I, I find agree. it really hard to be present like i because i just like i'm i'm an overthinker so my brain doesn't ever really switch off and just think about what i'm doing except mm-hmm. for like when i look out the window and i see that beautiful like sunset sky and i'm like oh my god look at it and it changes doesn't it like a sun like every you could look away and look back 10 seconds it looks different again mm-hmm. i love that and, yeah. and i think i think that's why i like podcasting so much because it forces you to be present in the conversation. Like yeah. I can't be thinking about any other things because I, I'm I'm listening to you and then responding and obviously enjoying the conversation. But you can't it for you have to be present. Yeah, because otherwise you'd lose your train of thought and then you trail off. Like you'll know if like I've slipped and I'm not present for a moment because I'll just start like gap filling of just random words where I'm tr- trying to get back to where I was. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right like when you're in conversation like and you're if you're talking about something you're passionate about you're on a roll or whatever like you that is all you're thinking about isn't it mm-hmm. and there's have... no distractions from your phone or anything like yeah. you can't be looking at your phone like i used to get dom in the early days he can't multitask at all like i can't multitask either but he really can't and so if he's looking even if he's just unlocked his phone He's not hearing you anymore. And so when I used to do it on purpose, like as to like as a joke, is that if he went to open his phone, I would just suddenly stop what I was saying and be like, don't you think? And he'd be like, yeah, or just stop, wait for him what? to notice that you haven't said anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't. And it's just an hour of silence. 
It is brilliant. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. The looking, looking up the, the, the power of being present and it is really difficult. And I think so many people and the working from home culture now makes it really hard for people because you're not used to even just all them little social interactions you used to have, like in the office or commuting somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I hate it too. A lot of people miss that, but like, no thanks. We can leave that in the past. <laughs> it, I think it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Like as in when I got Luna because I was working from home and was lonely and bored. That's like where she that's how she came into our lives. It's because one day I looked out my window and there was a cat in our garden. This is in our previous house. And I was just watching a cat out of the window and I told Ephany when she got home from work, I was like, it was the best part of my day. And I was like, that's a bit sad, isn't it? And the next day, the cat was there again. I went out and put milk for it. And I was like, it's the best part of my day. Is it next cow's day, milk? Oh, probably. Cats it's that bad be... for cats. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, I, mean, I never saw the cat. I never saw the cat again. So they, they, they can't, They're lactose intolerant. <laughs> well, you, you okay. actually killed it. Yes, <laughs> that's why it I never saw it. itself to death. Well, now no cat would ever come into our garden because even if Luna, like, hears a noise, she just runs out there to try and, like, kill anything, so... Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, so... <laughs> Where were we? Girl what were meets... talking about? Uh, we the, oh, my God. Like... I know how we got... We was, I was about to bring up the kid that plays, like, the Texas kid, and then we just went... I don't even know where Red we went. Rednecks. We went to Rednecks. Red there we go. We can work our way from chavs. There we go. 